Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dies. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Bouncing in the pocket, his throw caught at the 10-yard line. Tegan straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. Hello and welcome to episode 146 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. That is reveling in all sorts of lovely, liquidy things at the moment. Um, the Bengals are 4-2 after a 34-11 victory against the Detroit Lions. And we're still coming down from the joy, the just the pure joy of being in a room with lots of other Bengals fans. Um, uh, from our meet-up last night, loads of people came. It was lovely to see everyone. So do, thank you so much for coming. Uh, and one of those people was Nathan Palmer. You were there, weren't you, Nathan? Quite was there, son. I'm feeling, I'm feeling it for my sins today. I tell you that much. Well, what are you feeling? What are the feels today? Oh, I mean, I feel I've got that buzz of warmth from a Bengals win. You know, a very convincing <laughs> yeah. win. I know we'll talk about that. Um, a beautiful, like hammering of the Lions. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so quite a few of those legend lagers distributed around. Mm. Um, good times had by all. I've got a pretty filthy McDonald's on the way home, got the train home, sort of in a bit of a haze, and then yeah. had, a, had to be in the office for 8.30. So I, I'm, yeah, a little bit on the edge today, but I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, same here. I mean, I got back to the hotel after sort of clearing up and everything, and uh, it basically all kicked off with a bunch of a really drunk... I went to the bar just to have a, like, a quiet uh, little nightcap, just to take stock there's, there's, of everything. There's no... There's no policeman involved in this story, surely. No, there? there is security though. But for once, it wasn't for me. It was um, <laughs> there was a bunch. There was a bunch of um, really drunk Irish women, and I mentioned uh, I mentioned the Irishness of them for a reason, not to perpetuate negative stereotypes. Um, and uh, yeah, it just all got really messy, and they were shouting at each other and almost fighting and. And uh, oh goodness me! They, they, then a, a baby appeared from nowhere, and it was one of these women's kid. <laughs> and the kid actually fell off the chair and smacked his head on the ground, which was like we, everyone in the bar was like, "What? What? How? What?" And then because this hotel was kind of quite cheap and cheerful, God, I tell you what though. Just a break. You can't it. call the you can't call the heat the Hilton cheap and cheerful. So it might <laughs> oh, be no, for you, no. not for everyone else. Well, it just it just it's just so weird to come to London and stay in a hotel and not kind of get a ten minute cab drive to my old house. You know what I mean? That was that was the weirdest yeah. thing. But yeah, this this cheap and cheerful hotel was uh, was used by quite a lot of NFL fans because they were down to watch the Jags and Dolphins games at the Tottenham. Uh, stadium, sports stadium, and um, anyway, there was this Washington guy in the bar, and he started having a massive go at these women. You're unfit. <laughs> you're an unfit mother. Sort your oh, no. effing life out, you know. And then the Irish woman going, "Don't you? You know, we're Irish, and we. This is what we do." And <laughs> it was like, "What?" Um, <laughs> and then security came and kind of told the the women to go. Uh, go to their rooms like naughty women <laughs> and uh, and I just sat there in a bit of a daze and I thought right this hasn't really panned out for the quiet nightcap that I was <laughs> expecting so I went to bed but yeah I was feeling quite rough today I must say quite rough today uh, worth it though what a fantastic hmm. evening so good seeing everyone chatting to everyone and I'll tell you what considering how many games have the Bengals won since we were at the last time at the brew house like to, be, to go to the brew house twice in that space of time, I honestly think the Bengals total yeah. might have won about six games, seven games since then, and two of them were in the brew house, the kitchen, and the tap room upstairs. So certainly a positive omen for doing a future meetups up there. Yeah, absolutely. And as I say, if we start winning, then you know interest and excitement is only going to sort of build. But yeah, thank you so much to everyone who came to the meetup. You know, there was Roland. 
There was uh, Sean, disciple of Ange. Uh, we'll be hearing a bit from him later on. He's got a story to tell. Uh, Geordie Ben, Stu Baird, Stu Davis, Daddis was there. Matt Cattrall was there. Living Levida Luca was there. Uh, Shaquille, Shaquille was there. Moza was there. Met him for the first time, even though we've conversed many times over the fat, uh, tailgate. He's a beer recommendations guy. Uh, a guy called Phil, who I'd not met before. Dockers was there. Dave Cass. You know, I could go on and on. Dave um, Cass was there. I didn't see and speak to him. Yeah, he was there. He was there. He sort of snuck in and, start, and sort of sat at the front there. And... Uh, I'd only saw. I say Stu Baird was there. Kept his clothes on, which was unusual and and, and a good thing. Uh, Killian Malloy was there. You know, you might have heard that name frequently on this podcast. Um, so yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming down. And it was just so great to be in a room. I mean, it's the first time I've been. Um, I should say Martin as well. Dorset Bengal was there in a very snazzy black owned jacket and danny dze was there uh just fantastic but uh, yeah i was quite nervous because it was the first time i'd been in a proper pub situation um well for about a year and a half really but over that so i was a little bit nervous but it just sort of slipped back i felt really natural it was a really good atmosphere so uh, you dance on the tables at the end, son. you could give us stuff about by after the bengals won <laughs> i know right um, but yeah, it was great. It was seriously great. And we had a, a CJ Uzama photo bomb wall, which uh, lots of people got involved with. And you can see all the pictures on our social media platforms at today underscore UK and Bengals UK and lots of beer. And it felt like a bit of a, a mini Admiralty, really. It was quite busy, but without, unlike the Admiralty, you could have had a bit of space to move. Uh, but it was just so great to have a pub full of Bengals fans again. It really did take me back five years. The first time I'm, we all met in the Admiralty for the, before the Washington game. Um, and a very fitting way to commemorate that occasion, I think, the five-year anniversary. Oh, 100%. I mean, there's nothing better than getting everyone in a room, having a chat, having a sort of, you know, the best thing is just having a chat with Bengals fans about the Bengals, as silly as that sounds, yeah. just sort of scheming on tactics. What do you think of Zach Taylor? What do you think of Joe Burrow? How many wins do you think we're going to get? All of that sort of chat. It's just so, um, oh, it's just so fun and hmm. insightful, you know, and I, I can't wait to, to do another one. And we should mention Chris, who was um, who neither of us have met before, but he's a guy from from Cincinnati who's been living in the UK for about five years, and uh, he was he was a lovely man, wasn't he? He was he was enjoying himself. Either, yeah, you um, left Jamie off the list, Sam. Jamie was there. Gonna, Tom McDowell. He's be fuming. That's right. Um, but we'll, we'll talk to, talk about Jamie a bit later on. Um, um, so yeah, thank you again. It was fantastic. But of course, uh, as all this was playing out, as we were celebrating the five-year anniversary of the Bengals coming over in 2016, uh, we did actually watch the game. But I have to say, Nathan, if we if we'd had to do this podcast like say half an hour after the game, I think our level of analysis would be probably the worst it's ever been. And let's face it, it's never been a particularly high bar. High bar. Um, the strength of the podcast, our X's and O's. Exactly. Um, and why should it be? Um, we'll leave others to do that. Um, but um, I've had time to ruminate today. Have you? Have you thought about the game? Have you managed to see a little bit of it back as well? Yeah, I, it was funny, you know. I was talking to a few geezers at the uh, start of the night and I was saying, God, do you know what, like... When was the last time we've really throttled a team? I mean, you'd be going back to the Browns, years. the Browns game, I think, when we almost did we shut them out, or maybe almost shut them out. I can't remember. What I mean, you're year. going back a long way, aren't you? Yeah, it's at yeah. least three years, certainly. Um, and we just did them. We absolutely laid it on them, and I, it's full credit. I think it's another turning point, a milestone for Zach Taylor. He's won some good games. He's won a couple of games on the road. He's won a good, few good divisional games against the Steelers, but to really go away from home to Detroit, we've been plucky. They've been a bit in and out of games. I know they've not won one yet. They're 0-6 now, but obviously they could easily have a couple of wins on their, 
their belt. They took the Ravens down to the wire. And for us to just go in there like that on the road and just dismantle them. And I know they've got their injuries, but I think that's a real going to be a huge confidence booster for us. And I think that's exactly what we need going into the game against the Ravens next week. All right, let's dig a bit deeper. You know, well, Nathan, you know what time it is, don't you? Reaccione. Reaccione, reaccione, ole, ole, ole. Reaccione, reaccione, ole, ole, ole. Yeah, it's time for some reaccione. And um, um, it was a weird... As good as they were last night in all phases of of the footballs, um, it was a weird first half. I thought. Did you? Yeah, it was a bit ugly at times, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, the, the Lions looked shocking. They, you know, I feel from a bit. They've they've got a lot of injuries. I know Ragnar was out. Um, that Quinton Cephas, one yeah, of their receivers, yeah, yeah. slightly better weapon was out. And they got Swift and. A couple of other geezers, but they they really I mean Jared Goff looked poor, didn't he? And they just couldn't move the ball. And I think that's partly on the lack of quality on their offense. But our defense played really well, very astute, um, took their chances, got a few turnovers, but it was as you mentioned, it was a bit of an ugly first half, wasn't it? We we sort of got into half time at ten nil and you sort of felt, right, that's pretty good. We're getting the ball after the half. Um so I think we felt quite good about that, but it wasn't certainly a work of art that first half. No, it wasn't. The offense really struggled in that first half, apart from that first drive, and then it sort of settled down into a real tit for tat, three and out kind of business. And um, Joe Boy threw another interception, um, which was thankfully almost sort of reciprocated the next play or the play after. I can't remember, but. Um, yeah, they really struggled, didn't they? Trey Hill started at right guard, and um, he was pulled, and Jackson Carmen, who just kind of come off the COVID list, uh, and after throwing up on the sideline, <laughs> apparently, because he'd had like a bout of food poisoning or something like that, I don't know. Um, but his, um, his, his inst- installation, shall we say, uh, proved kind of to be a bit of a turning point because he at the end of the game PFF gave him an 87.2 grade oh look at that get him uh, feed him a dodgy chilli before every game well exactly yeah um and it just it just made it just kind of made me think about all those other famous when I say all those are the famous two I can think of of, of sportsmen throwing up or worse on the football pitch, pitch and uh, or the sports field and the worst one was Gary Lineker. Did you hear about that story? I don't know if I did some. Gary Lineker was quite famous for, for shitting himself on a football pitch. <laughs> um, like having proper sort of diarrhoea kind of Ooh. thing. And um, But no one really knew it was going on at the time, thankfully. Because um, they didn't really have super slow-mo um, cameras to pick up this kind of business. Um but yeah, apparently he was in all sorts. And I remember a cricketer for Warwickshire, Neil Smith, who was playing for England. He threw up on, on the pitch, at the cricket field rather at some point. But anyway, uh, good old Jackson. Better, better out than in, I would say, with these things, Nathan. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, um, Jackson had a good it's game. It's nearly me last half that McDonald's son. There weren't much, <laughs> much between. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. I wonder what PFF would have graded you after you'd. Uh, got home but um yeah it was weird isn't it? and then you know it looked to be really stodgy and a bit kind of you know uh and then again it was joe boyd to to chase that saved the day got them into field goal range and we went in 10 nil up you know and um it's like a literally like a play call isn't it just like just yeah. before the half just chuck it up to chase and he'll be there and I mean, it's just outrageous, isn't it? And I mean, Chase as well. You know, he's got another gear in him. That's the crazy thing. I mean, he, he's made. He has. He had another drop yesterday, that I believe, that yes. was for the interception. And you're sort of like, well, he's got two hands on that. Probably should catch it. And you know, you're sort of thinking, is he's got a few lapses in concentration, as good as he's been. And then he just comes up with another big play, and mm. you take them for you take it for granted. But if you you were to go back last year and the year before, you could count on one hand 
the deep plays like that that we had. Yeah. Burrow really struggled with it. We didn't really have anyone with that speed factor to sort of tear a defense apart. And, you know, Tyler Boyd's a fantastic player. He's not really going to do that. And as good as T is, again, he's not necessarily got that top end speed that's just going to run past some of the elite cornerbacks. And I mean, Chase is just doing it every game and he's not. I still, like I said, I think he's got another gear to him. I think he's got his concentration will improve. His knowledge of the playbook's going to improve. He's just going to become a more experienced receiver. I mean, it's it's frightening, really. Yeah, it's just amazing to me that it they just hook up when it's really needed. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. There's a high pressure situation. Aren't they? I couldn't move. I think it was like third and it might have been third and ten when he sort of burrow lofted that ball down the sideline. It was a beautiful throw, like right in the yeah. bread basket. And um, uh, that was that was great. A really beautiful throw and catch. And uh, as you say, that's the kind of thing that we've been missing. But they just seem to pull those plays out of the bag when it's absolutely needed. And, yeah. and, and scoring kind of bef- either side of the half, before and after, is becoming... A bit of a thing now with the Bengals because they yeah, won they won yeah. the coin toss again, didn't they? For like I don't know what that was. Ten, I was going to ask you that because I knew they I obviously think? got the ball after the half. I think it is at the tenth time in a row. Tenth or eleventh, I think. Yeah, and I think the, the, the odds on that are just fucking mental. Yeah, I think the record is someone told me last night fourteen, but beer was really, ta- but beer was taken. So don't quote me on cool. that one. Um. But again, they came out the second half and played much better offensively. Um, Trey Hill had a bit of a tough time. I remember sort of back-to-back penalties on one drive um, and he was pulled for Jackson Carmen. And um, uh, and it was much better and Mixon was running the ball well. Um, and then there was that fantastic touchdown to, to Joe Mixon on fourth and one. Or fourth and inches, really, I guess. And and of course, yeah. the thing that everyone's talking about is the Jamar Chase block. It reminded me of you, Nathan, in your pomp, I must say. <laughs> a violent block down the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that was the uh, highlight of my 20s. But no, I mean, it, it, brilliant. I mean, the whole, all th- the whole thing in the second half really came to life. And you full credit for Zach Taylor making that gutsy call on fourth down great little play call you know, you, you naturally think it's going to be a mm. sneak or it's going to be a run and that's a great little play call get Burrow out on out on the side and dunk it off to Mixon who had a nice pretty clean run then down the sideline aided by Jamal Chase but certainly a really energized performance and to get to a, a position where Brandon Allen's coming in throwing touchdown passes I mean that tells you all you need to know doesn't it and that's yeah. obviously you know with the ability to pull Burrow out like that is fantastic keeps him you know, nice and clean. So the, the one thing I think that's just massive for us, and you look at Detroit, you look how like, absolutely banged up they are across the board. That's the one thing this season, and we've been really unfortunate in the last couple of years with injuries. But mm-hmm. I tell you what, touch wood again, we're fairly healthy. You know, mm-hmm. whisper it. There's a couple of sort of ins and outs and the COVIDs of the world and Trey Waynes is Trey Waynes. But the big skill players are all pretty healthy. Joe Boy's healthy. You've got the wide receivers healthy. Mixon had a much bigger load yesterday and played fairly well. You know, he's fine. You've got all these big guys on defence. You're Logan Wilson, who's turning into a real playmaker. He's healthy. Jesse Bates is healthy. You've got DJ Reader playing really well and is healthy. Like, it's exciting. And I know we lost a couple of guys, but they're not really like... Joseph Asai would have been a plus. You know, we certainly mm. didn't expect him to you know, really do much in his first season. You know, people like Trey Hendrickson, you bring him in, you pay him a lot of money. The Bengals have had terrible success with paying free agents decent money and then getting any sort of production out of them, going all the way back to someone like Antonio Bryan, that disaster there. And, you know, even with Trey Waynes, Trey Waynes is the highest paid player on this team, I believe, and Mm. has played a grand total of about a game and a half in nearly two years. So, but the Bengals to be getting some value out of these free agents like Reader, like Hendrickson, and they're healthy and they're playing well. It's very, very exciting. If we can keep them healthy, I mean, as you saw yesterday, there's there's a ex- very, very exciting amount of potential to this team. Just going through the top-rated defensive players, uh, according to PFF yesterday, Chidobe uh, Awuzie, Chido, 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 Chido. 
86.0. DJ Reader, who is quietly having a fantastic season, I must say, 85.3. Logan Wilson, 78.3. BJ Hill, 77.8. And Old Mother Hubbard at 77 to 1. Uh, sorry, 771. This is not like some runners and riders. And right, let's go to Chepstow. Paul, yes, Old Mother Hubbard comes in at 77 for one, a rank outsider. No, he's rated as 77.1. Um, the recruitment and drafting seems to be going quite nicely, I must say. Trey Hendrickson, who you mentioned, is also having a fantastic oh. season. He also notched up another sack yesterday, but I swore it was two. But... Um, just the one sack, Gesta, and he absolutely this again. This is really really interesting to watch. He absolutely abused Panay Saul. Yeah, he. I love Hendrickson the way he plays with no gloves. You rarely yeah, see that. Right, yeah, right. Like, every yeah. player's got gloves. Trey Hendrickson just goes gloveless. He's like he wants his hands on people. He wants to feel the pads on his gloves. Like he just loves it. The game and he plays with some real fire. He was trash talking. Um, the other team at the start of the game, getting mm. in their faces a bit, giving it to them. And he, he plays with a lot of fire in his belly, the geezer. And I think that, you know, we've, we need that sort of attitude. And we've we've seemed to really have it on defence this year. It seems like a really close-knit, fiery group, and they're all sort of playing for each other. And I'm not saying in previous seasons that's not been the case, but it certainly hasn't felt as much like it does now. There seems a real intensity on that defensive side of the ball. And, you know, fair play for the Bengals, as you said, to the, from a recruitment perspective, to bring in these high-character guys like DJ Reader, um, Trey Hendrickson. You know, they seem to have formed a really tight-knit group that are working and playing hard for each other. And obviously it speaks for itself on the pitch in a minute. And you can see how confident they are. They're playing with yes. massive confidence. It's, it's as though they're going out there now, now expecting to make plays. You know, Von Bell's making plays. Uh, yeah. As I cheat them, a really brilliant uh, PBU yesterday. I seem to remember, but again, I might have dreamt that. I don't know. Did he do make a really good? Did he tip a, a ball? I don't know. I'm still a bit, you know. <laughs> after I yesterday. can't really help you, Salah. To be honest, I might have dreamt that one. I did have a dream about the Bengals and specifically Cheetah Bay, a woozy. Uh, did you have a dream about those Irish women? <laughs> I didn't. That would have been a nightmare, quite frankly. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's all comes together. A very dominant performance. And you know what? We were playing a team whose best player was the punter. It has to be said. They've got a really good punter. And that, oh, poor old Detroit. I've got a soft spot for Detroit, I have to say. And um, they were very poor yesterday. Um, they were. They were poor. They really were. I know. And But we did what we had to do. We absolutely smashed them in. And... Um, it felt quite nice just having you know that opportunity to relax it like at the start of the fourth quarter i was like well they're not coming yeah. back from this you know 20 nil down um you know chris evans was making blocks and scoring touchdown joe mixon with an amazing block um uh on the play that led to the um cj uzama um touchdown pass Brandon Allen coming in and, and throwing a little cheeky dinker to to Auden Tate. Oh, and it was just like, yeah, that's I remember just walking around talking to people. I wasn't even watching the game in the fourth quarter. How 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 aloof and arrogant was that? But um it felt, yeah. it felt appropriate. I think as well, like the Lions, it's not like they're running out some sort of you're beating up round the clock quarterback. I mean, Jared Goff was playing in a Super Bowl only a couple of years ago, you know. So Fair play to the Bengals for putting that on. And like I said, going away from home as well, Zach Taylor's and the Bengals' record in the last couple of years on the road has not been good. And it's a very rare thing for the Bengals to not only uh, win a game on the road, but win it handsomely as well. So you've got to take your hat off there. And I think for the first time yesterday, it was a bit of a signifier as to who this team is. And I think now you can look at it and you can say, look, I really think we can aim for at least nine wins here, get above 500 and put our hat in the ring for the playoffs. I think that was the first sign I saw of we actually are a good team here. And, you know, it's been a bit up and a bit down and we've played well, we've not played well, we've missed a few opportunities, we've played well. And I think that was the first complete performance. And it wasn't even perfect by any means. It's not like we turned up and just blew them away. It was a bit scrappy. I think we certainly could have played better on offense in areas, but we're still more than enough mm. to turn them over so it's quite I think certainly for the first time this season I have a real genuine 
and I think it's um, I think it's genuine anyway. <laughs> bit of excitement that we can yeah. do something this season. Yeah, I, th- I think we uh, I think we can safely say that. Um, I think we're allowed to say it now we're 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 a good team. We're a good team. I'm not sure whether we're going to yeah. be sort of very good or great just yet. But at this moment in time, we made a good start. We're four and two. We'd have taken that, I think, before oh, yeah. the season. Um, big one. You've also got a Jets in you in two games' time. Yeah, and I mean, if yeah. you could just even with a, I think we've got a real good chance against the Ravens. We'll get to that. But I mean, you think between the Ravens and the Jets, if you can just split those two and get to the sort of halfway mark of five mm. and three, I mean, that's a very exciting position to be in. And then you play a Browns team that is now, I mean, at this moment in time, uh, Baker. Mayfield has dislocated his shoulder. Nick Chubb is out for I don't know how long. Kareem Hunt is now out for several weeks, if not months. Yeah. So anyway, you're rubbing your hands together, son. I can see you rubbing your hands. Absolutely. You're having a, you've got your pipe in your mouth. You're feeling a bit <laughs> smug about it, aren't you? No, never smug. I've supported this team for too long to know that uh, you can never, ever be smug about the Bengals. Uh, but it's great at the moment. It's good, great fun. And it's it's just nice to see. A, a, we hoped they were going to be a fun team to watch. And um, they've certainly fulfilled that hope, I think. And now it's all about consistency and whether they can take it forward and become better. Um it's going to be experience for the Bengals, I think, when it all come, when it's all said and done. I think when we it gets into the latter part of the season and you're playing for playoff spots or whatever you're playing for, or you make the playoffs or whatever, you go further. They're young teams. Zach Taylor's a young head coach. Joe mm. Burrow's mm. very young, obviously going into his second year. It's still a very sort of young nucleus of a team. There's not much playoff experience there, so I think that's going to be a potential hard lesson they might have to learn. But certainly, if you're looking longer term um, for this team, the outlook is extremely bright. And I think that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Right, uh, let's get to our parish notice board. Well, I must start because I I feel as though I left some of you hanging out there. The baby was fine. Um, The baby was okay. Um, The negligent parent, on the other hand, I don't know what's what's happened because there was all sorts of security people involved. But anyway, um, uh, you might have known that we had a meet-up last night. It's not as if we've mentioned it much, uh, but we did. And we're going to have another one. Yes, well, why not? Because we haven't had one in a couple of years, so let, let's let's stack them up while we can. Uh, we're going to have uh, our next meetup, meetup number 13. It is Sunday, November the 28th, and it'll be at the new Red Deer pub. Um, I believe it's called now. Uh, we'll obviously put flyers out and whatnot, but just to give you a heads up if you did want to come to that, we the Red Deer in Sheffield has become a bit of a Bengals pub really over the past two, three, four years. They had a an ownership change during the pandemic, uh, which was uh, sad to see. But the pub still is there. We're going to be playing out the, um, the Steelers game live, direct, and on a big, large projection screen. So do come up upstairs at the Red Deer. I'll just call it the Red Deer for now, and check out our social media platforms for all the details i hope you can make that i know it was a bit of an effort for for many of you um to come to london yesterday hopefully this one obviously a bit farther north that'll be uh, easier for those guys in manchester leeds yorkshire even newcastle who knows uh birmingham perhaps it's only an hour away so uh so do come if you fancy it and obviously we'll be plugging that as as time goes by and the man that's arranged that this time is Jamie Rose so um, he'll be on hand to marshal that meetup. Um, okay so um, let's get to some reaction from last night shall we uh, Slam Dunk at Slam Dunk the Funk Solid Handle Jing- That's a real kind of post drinking solid handle sound <laughs> so as they like smoked about Trenny Rothmans and had about 19 whiskeys. I'm introducing something new today, son, on the oh, correspondence. Really? Just, uh, okay. just, yeah, I am. Okay. I was inspired last night. But All anyway, right. carry on and you'll, you'll okay. I'm sure I look forward to it. I look forward to it. 
Duncan says, Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to see the Bengals win away. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to see the Bengals win away. Is it too early for Christmas? Hey, you've got to get a who day on the end. The Bengals win away, who day? Perfect rhyming. There you go. Um... Is it too early for Christmas? In that context, no, Duncan. I think you can. You, you, uh, we will allow you to celebrate in a Christmassy fashion. Um, but generally speaking, yes. Although I do love Christmas, it's only a month and a half away. I can't wait. Michael Smith, your dad teaches Zumba. What's your shocking handle? Oh no! Is that the new one? Is that the shocking new handle? Handle. shocking handle? Shocking handle. I'm calling out some of these shocking handles, and that's a shocking handle. <laughs> Right, okay. All all angry letters about your tweet handles to Nathan, not me. I have nothing to do with this. Um, what's your remedy for a hangover asking for a friend? Oh, yeah. Do you know what, Sam? Go on. Coconut water's mine. It's a cracker. It really, really? is good. It, yeah, it gives you a bit of an edge, I've got to say. It's not necessarily the tastiest thing in the world. It's all right, but it really does help. So basically, you should just hydrate. But coconut water is good for hydrating. Is that is that right? Yeah, it's just got all those electrolytes. It's a bit like having Lucasay, but it's a bit more hydrated. It's got a bit more potassium in it, I think. I mean, <laughs> as a man who has been had a few tipples in his time, it is certainly <laughs> comes well recommended. My uh, tip is uh, have a burger and chips. Uh, at brunch time, which is what I had today, so um, that's my and I felt much better. And an Oreo. Well, it wasn't really a burger. You know, I went to I went to Five Guys. Five Guys. Hey, Five Guys. And of course, their vegetarian option is not a burger at all. It's just a bunch of chopped vegetables with a <laughs> flap of fake cheese on top. But um, it it's did a, it did the a glowing trick. review that it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. That wouldn't make it on your pizza kind of review page on Instagram, would it? Um so five guys would be love love to receive that as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. Uh, but they could do better for the Steam vegetarian. Option. Food critic Paul Hirons. <laughs> but they always <laughs> do really journalists. good fries and I had an Oreo milkshake. And that combination of carbohydrates, salt and sugary stuff made me feel well, I won't say a million dollars, but like a £5 note, I think. Um, there you go. Matt Moon at Matt Moon. I know he scored a great TD, but Chris Evans showing some pass block ability is really good news. If he can sustain it and help protect Joey B, it's the crook. It's the quickest way for him to ensure he becomes RB2 and gets more snaps. Yeah, I mean, he could could uh, be the new Geo if he continues his development. He certainly looks frisky out the backfield catching passes, that's for sure. Our friend Travion Williams didn't get much of a look in, did he? Unfortunately, bless him. Like, uh, I mean, he's, he had a few carries, didn't he? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, here he is, Jamie at Trequart Beaster. Brilliant night last night. Got in at 3am. Bengals looked competent throughout, flawless on defence and efficient on offence. On to Sheffield. Indeed. Peter Dadswell at, at Dadders. Judging by the reactions, many UK Bengals who attended the enjoyable meetup for the Lions game in London yesterday are paying the consequences today uh, in one way or another. A small price to pay for celebrating a dominant win as a fan community. Let's do it again. Absolutely. Here, here, Pete. One them. Uh, Memphis Soul Stewart, Stuart Beard, 688. Thanks for sorting the meetup. Lot of fun. Good result. Still was a mad dash across London. Now Stuart uh, had to get home. I mean, he. I mean, he had to go down to Dorset, I think. And American listeners, that's quite far. Um, but and Stu's had previous of having to dash for last minute trains. So I'm glad he got home. And he did post a picture of him smoking a cigar, uh, reveling in the win and getting home in one piece. I think so. Um, Good to see you last night, Stu, as ever. Always a pleasure. Sam Anger at Sam underscore Anger. Hello, boys. Still buzzing from the win and the fact that we have a winning record still. It, it'll it be a big test against Baltimore, but I think it'll be closer than the last few meetings. The team has turned a corner and it's so exciting. May the winning Oi. continue. I've got a bone to pick with Sam Anger. Go on, I mean, he, he wasn't at the meetup last night, but he owes me a night's worth of drinks for that bet we had about 18 months ago about Joe Mixon getting 2,000 all-purpose yards. 
and I want to see I want to see it to come to fruition. So I want to know, Sam, are you going to be in Sheffield songs? If you are, I might have to catch it all in. There you go. The challenge, the gauntlet has been thrown down to you, Sam. Best get your uh, your wallet ready. Uh, Killian O'Malloy, thanks for last night, guys. Had a great night. It was great to meet so many of you. It was a cracking win. Not much else to say. It was brilliant to enjoy a convincing victory. It could have easily been a hiccup game for us, thankfully. Came out on the right end. On to Baltimore. Richard Dixon at Lord Rixendale. Solid handle. So very, very nice to see the Bengals win comfortably. I know the Lions are garbage, but it was a great performance, especially by the D. Looked like you all had a grand night. I promise I'll join you in a meet-up soon. For now, I'll just raise a glass of port to you all. I wouldn't expect anything less, my lord. Uh, Nick Parker at Big Parks 71. Uh, Lions poor, but we still had to put them away. More draft joy with Evans Chase. Now not only best wide receiver in the league, that's, that's a bold statement, but the block for Mixon TD shows real team ethic. I missed the gathering, but played my mum, who's 87, the podcast. Uh, she didn't really understand it, but loved the irony and the laughs. Well, glad to be of service, Nick, and, and Mrs. Parker. Um, apologies about Nathan's filthy swearing. Um, <laughs> you can't take him anywhere. But uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast, and I hope you're keeping well, Mrs. Parker. Um, here, here. John Ward, John were at John Ward thirty one for the first time in a couple of years. We look like a proper football team. Uh, Scott Gibb, Scott Gibb Warren, that block from Chase is so dirty. It should come with an X rating. Uh, Matthew at our Matt play calling was much better. Chris Evans presents a mouth watering mismatch and is another example of Zach Taylor's great drafting. Seeing as he was picked up in the six, I must say. I uh, recommended Chris Evans as well, but I don't want to dwell, dwell on that. We won't, we, you know. The thing is, the front office listen to you, son. You see, you play yourself <laughs> down on this podcast, I know. but they're listening. I mean, you, you're in their ears. You've got the PR team's numbers. You've got Zach's number. You know, people, you know, you're an experienced man. You've been following the NFL for a long time. You're passionate about the team. They're, they're going to take some of your recommendations, you know. <sighs> If only, Nathan, if only. Matthew, you, I, go on. <laughs> no, I just said, I, I think you're doing yourself down. Matthew Cattrall at MX Cat. Um, are we ahead Shocking of ourselves? Oh, dear. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> are we, do it again, because I, I messed it up then. What, at MX Cat. Shocking handle. There you go. Sorry, Matt. Gosh, really. I mean, Big Park's nearly got a shocking handle. I let him off. But Matt, Matt. Yeah, you can't oh, offend Mrs. Parker. She's 87. No, you tell you, you know, Yeah, that's why I let that one yeah. go. But Matt, Matt, you know, I got the train with him last night. I just thought I'd give him a, give him a shocking handle for the record. Okay. Are we ahead of ourselves with this good win against a very poor Detroit team? We look great in all parts, but this was due to the changes we made or just a poor Lions team. Also, I'm still hungover. That was two hours ago. Um... It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think we are a good team, Detroit. But th I think two, the, the two things uh, can be right all at once. I think we are a good team, and we did what we had to do against the poor Detroit team. So that's my feeling. Yeah, I agree. I think we are potentially getting a bit carried away, and we're allowed to because it's been awful for so long. But it, we, the Ravens is going to be the test for us, isn't it? They're yeah, obviously yeah. division division rivals. They're top of the division. Lamar Jackson's, even without half his offence alongside him, is always difficult mm. to stop. Mm. We've never stopped him with Taylor at the helm. And I think if we were to somehow turn them over and go five and, you know, five and two, I mean, goodness me, I mean, we'd be rolling around on the floor. But um, if we also get a pasting there, then you're sort of back down to earth and mm. you and it's onto the Jets. But... We will, we'll see my son, won't we? Yeah. Mozza at Mozza92. Uh, great to meet you last night, Moz. Uh, last night was ace. It was fantastic to meet everyone. Don't think we could have picked a better game to meet up. Such a comfortable win, and I was only uncomfortable because we are just not used to being comfortable. Who effing day, baby? Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. Um, Odat, can you imagine? Go on. Can you imagine that Packers game in the Brew House? Yeah, I said that to someone last night. I, that would have been proper. Yeah, we wouldn't have been comfortable at all in that game. I don't think. Absolutely mad, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Odat at DZE. 
looking at the division, what who should be our biggest concern facing TJ Watt and co, the Browns offense or Lamar Jackson? The throwing running back, according to Logan Wilson. Uh, what do you think, Nathan? The Ravens, I think. I just think, Ben, uh, that Pittsburgh offense doesn't concern me too much. I think he's playing through a lot of pain. He's old and Schuster's out for the season. I, I, I'm not that worried about Chase Claypool and their running mm. game. You know, Najee Harris is all right. But but, but Danny asked you about TJ Watt and co. Would you? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not bad. I just... They've done well to get themselves back to three and three. And Mike Tomlin, as much as I dislike him, is a great coach. And mm. they will be competitive. I, I barely can remember the Steelers not being a competitive team in the last 15 years mm. under him and Bill Cowell's tutelage. So I, I'm sure they're going to be there. The Browns, I think it's, I don't think there's going to be, I think we could end up finishing bottom of this division with a winning record. As crazy as that sounds, there mm. could be a team that's done it. It's a good division and there's some shocking teams in the AFC. You know, the Jets are poor, the Jags against the Dolphins yesterday. I mean, you know, fair play to the Jags getting their first win. But I mean, them and the Dolphins are two shocking football teams that, you know, aren't going to win more than three or four games between them, I don't think. But, you know, so it might be a bit of a case where, you know, we win or whoever finishes bottom of that division gets nine wins but I'd say the Ravens for me I think Lamar Jackson's the most dangerous playmaker in the in the division and I think that John Harbaugh obviously you know me and John go way back you know I'm a huge <laughs> fan um, but yeah I think that they're probably um, probably the most dangerous but it's close yeah, I'll go Lamar because I think the Browns are, are good because they're schemed well and you can plan for that, I think. Um, whereas Lamar, uh, TJ Watt is obviously a wrecking ball, but if you can just about keep him quiet, uh, that offence isn't going to score too many. And let's face it, I, mean, I was talking to my mate as a Seahawks fan and the Seahawks aren't very good this year, I have to say. He's yeah. sort of pulling his yeah. hair out, really. I just think Lamar Jackson is just an incredible player that you cannot... You can you can plan for, and you can try and limit him, but you cannot stop him. You just simply cannot stop him. He's just yeah. an incredible those handful of players that are just, you know, just ridiculous. And he's back on it this year. I mean, he's good as ever. You know what I mean? So I'll go. I'll go Lamar. I think on that one. Yeah. Sean at Disciple of Ange. Um, great seeing everyone, but Jesus Christ, I want to die today. Lost. Uh, <laughs> check this out. Lost my phone and wallet on the way home, and no. e and ended up having to sleep in Wolverhampton train station. But we won, no. baby. Playoffs could be a semi-realistic shout now. Baltimore, Baltimore next week is massive. So Sean, That's a night that is Sean. Sean had an adventure last night. I'm sorry to hear that uh, you lost your phone and wallet, mate. I hope it and I hope it comes. We we'll hope you get them replaced. Um, but thanks for coming down. It was great to see you. Uh, Alex McQueen at Queenie 1993. Uh, gutted to not be able to make the meetup. Looked like you had a good time. We'll hopefully be there for the next one. In terms of the game, you could argue that Evans could be taking the RB2 spot now. Did well in everything they asked him to do, including some impressive pass pro. Uh, UK Bengal at Bengal underscore UK. Dream matchup in London. Bengals versus who? Oof. Steelers. No doubt. That would be absolutely tantalising. My mouth would be frothing. I, I couldn't think of anyone better than us against the Steelers. Wouldn't that just be an absolute juggernaut, my son? Yeah, they're more, they're more Cleveland, I think. You know, just the two biggest rivalries, I think, you know. Yeah, I'm not even that bothered about the Browns. It's the Steelers are filthy and they'd be good to <laughs> lay one on them. It would be. But where would it be? Wembley or Tottenham? Wembley. I yeah. like Wembley. I, I like the Tottenham Stadium. It's nice. But I'm like I, I, I really a bit fan, big fan of Wembley, actually. I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. And, um, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think... Um, uh, I think that would be great, actually. The only, thing about, the only thing about Tottenham, it is an amazing stadium. It's great once you're in there, but it's just a bit difficult to get to. And it's less yeah. capacity. 
Uh, so it's harder to get tickets. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's a Chris bit of an Chris idea. Hood, uh, regular listener of the mm. podcast. He was he was there uh, the week before, and he said it was an absolute ball ache to get yeah. a beer. It was like twenty twenty five oh, really? minutes. Okay. Yeah. Then he got to the front. And they'd run out. I mean, I'd have been doing my nut. He said he spent the whole third quarter just at the bar and like things like that. Mm. Skate. And I'm like, oh, at that point, you're like, you know, that's not. You don't really want to be having that. Whereas Wembley. Um, it always just runs fairly seamlessly at Wembley. They've done it a million times. There's yeah. loads of places around the game. There's, you know, there's a cool little, there's a box park and there. There's a few good restaurants. The thing with Wembley, it's quite funny, isn't it? I mean, going off on a bit of a tangent here, it's starting to age, isn't it? I mean, you think it's a fairly newish stadium. It's been mm. there now, what, maybe 15 years has it been there? Yeah, maybe. Maybe 10. It's I don't know. Yeah. Starting to like, it's still, it feels, still feels like a nice stadium, but it definitely now just starting to you know yeah go I know out. What you mean. It's, the newness has kind of gone and it's yeah. starting to just feel like a bit of a normal sort of um, stadium and i'm, I'm sure in 15 years it'll start yeah um, and, pl- and plus when you look at it from it's not an impressive stadium to look at from the outside i don't think it looks like because yeah. i used to sort of drive around the north circular quite often to go from london to the midlands and um, it looks like a collapsed gatto on the on the horizon there. It looks like it's collapsed in on itself. Where you know what I mean, and it's got this weird sort of arch that doesn't mean anything. Um, your your reviews have been spectacular tonight. You should review the architect firm that built it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if anybody wants to hire me as a critic of all things, then I am happy to <laughs> to to do that. But um, yeah, it'd be good to see the Bengals again. My hunch, however. Um, is that they'll if they do go abroad next, it'll be Germany. Cool. Which I would be up for very much indeed. Cool. Very much. Cool. Anyway, we will uh, go and recover. I'm off to drink some coconut water and uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's Baltimore this week. Nathan, isn't it? Who are we playing? Baltimore. There you Is that go. how you say it? There you go. There you I go. still say, if you caught me out, I still say Baltimore. Well, that's all right. You can say it how you want, mate. It's fine. It's it's your way of pronouncing it. Um, it is a big game. And, of course, you know, we've been outcoached and outplayed against Baltimore the last couple of years, really, haven't we? I mean, this is a bit yeah. of a test for both the coaching staff and, and, and the players uh, themselves. So... I just want to see an improved performance because I said earlier, you can't stop Lamar. No one has managed to stop Lamar Jackson, whether that be through the air or or on the ground. So it's just a case of do you try and hold him in the, you know, really commit to try and shutting down those running games and, you know, not rushing that many passes and letting yeah. our improved secondary do, do the job. You know what I mean? Against, I would say, good but not amazing receivers. You know, Marquise Brown is playing well and Sammy Watkins is good. And obviously Mark Andrews is a fantastic tight end. He's, he's yeah, really hurt yeah. us in the past. But Or do you make him run? I don't know. It's a tricky one, I think. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I still think the Ravens are going to win, to be honest with you. But um, I wonder if we will play them a lot closer this, this time around. It's just that I... I we haven't started well in games uh, this season. You know, yes, we scored on the first drive, but then we were just kind of pretty anemic in on offense throughout the first half against a team like Detroit. Uh, we've got to be really good against that Baltimore defense because they're, you know, Martindale will send all kinds of exotic blitzes. We know that, so it's a case of whether the offensive line will be able to to pick things up better than they've done before. I don't know. I I don't know on this one. What do you think? It's always interesting with divisional games because you play the Packers, you only play them every couple of years, and realistically, it's a sort of out-of-conference game. You never know what's going to happen. Those divisional games, you know, John Harbaugh has played the Bengals a million times. Um, you love him. You love you know, him. I do love, I do love, love John. Him. But Eddie... But they, they know, you know, kind of know what to expect. You know, Lamar's come into Cincinnati a number of times now. They've played Joe Boy a couple of times. Like, there's a degree of intensity that goes up a notch, I think, in these divisional games. They're obviously more meaningful because it's directly impacts you on your, you know, your playoff chances and stuff like that. So it's certainly going to be a bit more of a familiar game. You're not going to 
spank the Ravens, I don't think, by any means. But it's going to be a really interesting measuring uh, stick to see where we are. If we could somehow win that, people, like I said, it would be absolutely sensational and we would really stake a claim, you know, put our knife in the ground, especially on the road as well, because arguably that's the hardest game we're going to play this season, the Ravens on the road, you know, divisional game. Um, against, I would say, the best team in the league. So mm. we've got, in some ways, we've got not Arizona. To not Arizona. There's yeah, some. maybe now you'd certainly say. And obviously, we've got the Chiefs as well. Yeah, They're always yeah. going to be very dangerous. But I mean, yeah, we've certainly certainly got a chance. I think, in some ways, it's no, we can't lose. Really, you're not expected to win that. You got the Jets the week after at home, which is a beautiful bounce back game. Where you know whatever happens against the Ravens, you can kind of. You know, you certainly got to be thinking you're going to beat the Jets at home. So I think we go in there, we go in there swinging, we're aggressive. We see what we can do. Like I said, a win would be an enormous bonus. Mm. Um, and we'd be absolutely buzzing off of that. And you, God, there's dizzy heights at that point, son, if we were to get a win there. So I think we've got a chance. I don't think we'll pull it off, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, same really. And and saying all that, as much as I've been bigging up, you know, you can't stop Lamar and you can't do this and you can't, you know, exotic blitzes and all this kind of stuff. They only barely beat the Lions. I mean, yeah, no, exactly, barely exactly. beat, and that was contentious. Um, yeah, yeah. They barely beat the Colts, even though Lamar was, you know, was tearing it up. So again, it's a case of look, if you want to run for your life, Lamar, and get over 100 yards rushing, just be my guest. It's just, it doesn't matter. Stats don't matter at the end of the day. It's about winning. So it is just kind of bending and not breaking, I think. But they they barely beat the Colts. Colts are a decent team. Nothing to shout about, I don't think. Um, no. So saying all that, they can be got at. So it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this. So I'm gonna have to t- think about. It. I'm gonna have to think about it. And uh, while I think about it, um, we should say goodbye. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted me to come in there, son. I was waiting for you. No, it's all right, man. Neither of us are particularly sharp this evening. Um, But, yeah, once again, thank you to everyone who came to the meet-up last night. Um, Sheffield, November the 28th uh, is the next one. Uh, It just all brought it home, really, last night, how important community is um, and uh, the power of community, really, and the power of this little group that we created. It's it's. Pretty something made me very proud last night. So thank you again for coming. In the meantime, we will be back next week. So until that time, dear listeners, it's a who day for me. And a who day for me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.